Floor behind the chair. This is America. Does everybody know what time it is? Fix it radio. And it is Fix It Radio KLZ five sixty. Myself, Dennis Brewster, Charlie Grimes, of course, our engineer. Larry Unger answering phones. If you have any questions for us, let us know. 303-477-5600. Yes, I'm live. I'm back from SEMA show in Las Vegas. I'll talk more about that during Drive Radio as well. In the meantime, we got a special announcement from Alan Davis at Solar Energy Partners. Before that, though, good morning, Dennis. Good morning. How are you? Good. It's been a while. I know, I know it has. Sorry. That's all right. No, it's <laughs> fine. It's been good. Life gets busy. Yeah, that's all right. That's yeah. all right. Alan, how are you, sir? Oh, I'm doing okay today, John. I unfortunately just found out my my mom went in hospice today. Oh, so I'm, I'm sorry, Alan. I'm going to be flying out to see her. I'm sorry, today. that's not fun. No, no doubt. Yeah, yeah, so anyway, that's too bad. Up, yeah, I won't take up any of your time. No, we'll be praying for I, you. That's that's yeah. that's sad, Alan. We we I, I it's a you tough know, road. Yeah, uh, we our condolences are with you, sir. All right, and uh, and anyway, but I, I wanted to tell everyone while I'm while I'm on the air, uh, we have a. Uh, We've just found out the uh, the interest rate on the solar is going from uh, 2.59, uh, which is the current rate uh, that you can lock in. It's going to be going to 4% uh, come January 1. Okay. So if anybody uh, you know wants to sign up so for the interested, they need to get it done between now and the end of the year. In the year. Okay. Yes, that's right. Good so, to know. But anyway, I, I appreciate you having me on the show today, John. God no, I appreciate you. it. And for everybody listening, you hear Alice Hallen on during the week. He's on Rush to Reason. He's also on Ready Radio. He wanted to call in this morning with a special announcement here on Fix It Radio, but he's with Solar Energy Partners. Alan, really quick, give folks the way to reach you. Yeah, the phone number is 303-378-7537, and the name's Alan Davis with Solar Energy Partners. All right, so give us your announcement. What's going on? Well, well, the 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 announcement, uh, you know, uh, is, is we're actually uh, we're going to be uh, installing three systems in the Golden area. Okay. And um, you know, we're we're basically you know they're this week, and unfortunately, I'm going to have to fly out. And I'm not going to be here uh, for the announcement. That's all right. You got good feeling help. I've met them. They're good. Yeah, that's right. So, so, uh, but anyway, we were gonna, we were just gonna have a, uh, you know, like um, an event around that, but uh, we're gonna have to unfortunately cancel that now. Uh, but I just wanted to tell everyone, you know, the solar is still available. It's no money down. You don't okay. have to put anything down. Okay. You just have to have a house uh, or a business that gets some sunlight on the roof. Right. <laughs> and and, and uh, for those listening too that have, you know, you're a have a commercial building, especially those of you that are owner occupied. There's some great deals. I shouldn't say it. that's not the right way to say it, Alan. There's a great program for doing solar on your commercial building. In fact, there's some advantages that it has that even the residential side doesn't have. And sometimes counties yeah. give you a little bit the, of a break. That, yeah, so, yeah, it, it so. Is, it's de- we're doing it on my place, Alan. You know that, and it's well worth looking into. Right, that's right. Yeah, the, the program is called the CPACE program. And the benefit of it is is that you, you basically you don't start making payments um, you're, you know, when you sign up for it, your power bill goes away, uh, but you don't start making p- payments on the solar bill for a year. <laughs> so, uh, you know, for a business owner, that can be huge. It you know, is. You can, you, you can, you can basically, yes. you know, especially if you have a huge power bill, that, that power bill goes away for a year. 
And uh, anyway, and, then you, and you own your own system. So right. it's right. a wonderful thing. Alan, have a great week. And okay. again, we'll be Thank praying you so for you. Heart goes out to you, sir. I, I know right. that's not easy. So, uh, uh, but we will talk to you when you get back, I'm sure. All right. Well, bless you, John. Thank bless you, you too, Alan. Appreciate you very day. much. By the way, great guy. Alan is, uh, again, just like the rest of us, has the same, you know, heart and heart for life and looks at things the same way we do. He's a great guy. And, and uh, on the commercial side, really quick, too, here in Colorado, in most counties, in fact, it might be every county, but I want to be careful not to overstep my bounds. But in most counties, what Alan meant by the you don't make any payments for a year, the reason for that is because the way they're working that is it just goes on as a special assessment onto your property tax. I can get into all of the tax advantages of that, which I won't do at the moment. But yeah. let's just say this. If you've got a commercial building, owner-occupied especially, you're paying the power bill or your business is, you own the building – to look at doing solar on that and saving money, you know, on down the road and then own your own system and the the tax advantages of doing some of that is huge. So for some of you uh, building owners out there listening, it would be well worth you looking into that to determine if it's something that would, you know, save you money over time. And, you know, chances are it will. So now that leads into a topic that we started a couple of weeks ago that we didn't get a chance to finish because we... That happens? It happens, yeah. yeah. We, we, we started talking about permitting, and we ended up on septic systems, which is fine. And I wanted to go through a lot of the things out there that you really do need permits for, and there's reasons for it. And I also understand that there are far too many requirements for permits. Okay, I get that. And I'm not going to get into some of the minutiae of certain cities and counties and what they require, because, yes, I am also of the belief that there's far too many areas that they require permits for, but I also know that there are certain things that they require permits for that are a necessity, because if not, you know, other people's uh, safety, I guess would be the best way to say it, could, could be at stake as well. So that's the reason too. they do it, and yours as well. Yeah, yeah. So there's reasons why. So, for example, you start moving gas lines around. That is typically one of those areas that either you want somebody that really knows what they're doing. And, again, there's nothing against the law saying you can't do some of this stuff yourself. But if you're going to be putting in some new devices, it's best to have a permit done so that the inspectors can do their job and make sure things are done properly and you don't have any issues on down the line. That's one area, for example. And, you know, another thing that happens is people will move out to the country as I did. Right. And think, I don't need to have a permit. Right. And I, I started building a building out there, a shed, basically, uh, 14, it was 16 by 18, 16 by 20, it doesn't matter. I started building it, and all of a sudden I got red tagged. And I said, cease building on this structure. Call the county. I called the county and said, you didn't give us blueprints. You didn't do this. You didn't do that. I said, I didn't think I needed to. I live out in the country. Right. Oh, no. No, they get permits, too. Mm -hmm. No matter where you live, you better check your ordinances. Very few counties. Very few. Don't, or very few counties allow you to build things without a permit. Now, some will allow you to build up to a certain size. Yes. So, like, there are some counties I know where you could do a 10 to a 10 by 12 shed or a 12 yeah. by 14 shed or something along I those lines. I think it's up to 200 square yeah, feet Yeah, there's, there, exactly. Yeah. There's, there's limits to yes. that. And then once you exceed that, then, yes, they want you to be permitted. And, and, again, the reason they want that done, and this isn't just for your safety, but, again, it could be for the safety of others. Let's say, for example— and I'm not saying that I agree with every permit, but here's, here's an example of why 
when you go over a certain size, they want you to be permitted. Let's say that you don't build it correctly. You don't put all the right joists in, and you don't put everything on center the way it's supposed to. Or the snow load You don't do wrong. the snow load correctly, but you know, let's use this example. Let's say you don't put the roof on correctly, and you don't get everything all tied down the way it's supposed to. And let's say we get one of these 100-mile-an-hour windstorms that comes through like we can in Colorado, and the neighbor to your east, which is what it would be because we don't get those kinds of winds that blow to the west. So from, right. the, from the west to the east, let's say your neighbor to the east falls victim to you not building things correctly because the entire thing just literally splinters apart and there's wood flying everywhere. Yeah. Who is responsible? Well, you are, of course, especially if you didn't get everything permitted and handled and so on. Now, will your insurance company, this is another whole topic yeah. for discussion, will your insurance company pick up that claim if the shed you built unpermitted blows apart and you were supposed to have a permit that's where the key would be that's where it gets a little dicey and this is where you need to ask insurance company your insurance company when you do these things or even if that's on your property and maybe the you know maybe the last uh, owner didn't pull the permit went ahead and built the shed and maybe it is also maybe it is all to specs good great for them well, here's another thing. You By could, the way, not everybody does it that way. In order to get that permit, you sometimes have to go through your homeowners association to verify. And that's one thing I do out east uh, in our subdivision. I verify that you're within the property limits because if you're not, and, and there's setbacks. There's like right. 50 feet from the back fence or back of your property, 25 from the side, 100 from the front. Every county is different. If, yeah. And if you're not in that, you have to move your shed. If you go to move your, uh, your, your building, you'd have to move it if you decide to sell. Or refinance because we go back out and measure it and find out you're with you're too close to the fence. We won't let it go until you Correct. move that building. Correct. Yeah. So, so point, point being, yeah. Before you start any project around the house, and typically your contractors, they're going to look at this because they know their world. So, right. for example, one of the things that I don't think you need permitted for is let's say that. You know, you call a plumber and they come out and they put a garbage disposal in. Chances of them pulling a permit for that are slim to none. Now, I will say this. There's a lot of great, good, solid plumbers out there that will get underneath the sink and say, wait a minute. Whoever did this, the last go around, didn't do it correctly. Right. We're going to go ahead and make it right, make it to code, make it the way it's supposed to be. But just because it was installed prior doesn't mean it's all up to snuff. Well, you know, here's something that right? I didn't know. Per- things change. Okay, uh, rules and regs yes, change. Yes, they do. So when you go in to do that, you have to have a vent underneath your sink. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. And it has to. And, and so if you don't have that vent properly done underneath your sink, um, chances are when you go to sell the house, they're going to make you do that, or someone's going to ask why you didn't do this properly. Or and one of the things and reason why I wanted to cover this, and this was actually an idea from my wife a few weeks ago. There's where this comes from, and. Part of where this has come back into play, and let's face it, for the last, oh gosh, Dennis, three, four years even, with the hot housing market we had, where you had literally um, people waiving inspections and just buying houses sight unseen and so on. Well, I'll be the first to tell you guys, there was a lot of what we're talking about right now that sort of got slid under the rug. Yes. Because people didn't care. They're like, I'll take care of they're, it. Just go ahead. Buy, yeah, we're going to buy the house no matter what. We're not even going to get an inspection done. Well, now what's happened is, of course, inspections are back in play. You can now go in, typically. I know there's some exceptions to this, but typically you can go in, make an offer on a house, get your inspection period you know, in, the, in, the, in writing, in the, in the contract, and do a proper inspection 
and where I'm going with this is if you're a seller and you haven't pre-inspected some of these things, you're liable to have issues in the inspection that your buyer does when they go to buy your home. Right. And a lot of folks sure. are saying, well, why would anybody sell right now? People sell and buy for all different reasons. Right. There's all sorts of things going on in lots of people's lives. We just talked to Alan. I'll use Alan as an example. So Alan just found out his mom's going into hospice. Right. Okay. Let's say Alan's mom had a house. Right. And maybe she does. I don't know Alan that well. I know right. him pretty well, but I don't know his mom's situation. Well, but let's just, say, 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 Alan's mom, yeah. I say Alan's mom had a house. Well, Alan's mom's now in hospice. And maybe hospice has been called into the house. Well, bottom line, we all know what happens when hospice comes. That's why Alan, you can tell, is pretty sad today because we know what that name means. We know what happens in that time frame. Right. Your days are numbered. Let's just right. say it that way. Yeah. There's no, there's no beating around the bush. We know that's going to happen. So in, in the case of Alan and his mom, if his mom owns a home, that home now most likely will go to heirs and get sold. So just because we're in a situation where interest rates are high and most people would think, why in the world would you move right now? Lots of people move for lots different of reasons. different reasons. Houses yeah. come and go, get sold for lots of different reasons. So just because you're in an... In, and I say we're in high interest rates. We're in high interest rates compared to where we were. Yeah. We're in normal interest rates for where things used to be. Yeah. Keep yeah. that in mind, yeah. folks. I'm not yeah. saying that what the Fed's doing is correct. I'm not on their side by any, any way, shape, or form. But keep in mind, a 6 to 7% mortgage is not unusual. back in the day was not a big deal. In fact, yeah. that was pretty normal for a very, very long time. Yeah. So... Yeah. Yes, it has had an impact upon our market where everybody's used to two and a half to three percent because yeah, that's double what it used to be, but that two and a half to three percent wasn't realistic and it couldn't last no. forever. No. And I think most people fully understand that. So again, there are reasons why we want to go through and make sure things are permitted correctly. And if you've well, sort of avoided some of those things for years, what I would say you need to do regardless, given the example even I just gave a moment ago, those things need to be brought up if it hasn't been uh, if it hasn't had a permit pull, you still need to make sure you're within code, Dennis. Right. And and see what happens is, too, John, like I'm in my old, you know, I'm retired and stuff. And I've done work on my house. And if something ever happened to me and my daughter gets that house and my son, then they got to deal with all those problems. Correct. And that would be ugly. That's a great point. You know, that would be Another ugly. great point. Yeah. You, you're, you're looking out for some of this even for your, your heirs, I guess yeah. is the way you would say it. And that. then make make it easy when you go to sell, too. Exactly. Yeah. Jeff in Western Montana, what's going on, sir? Hey, good morning, gents. Good morning. Winter finally arrived up here. So. Winter, winter showed up, did it? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, starting Monday, we're not supposed to get above freezing for a week, so. Yeah, okay. Wow. Which is unusual for us this time of year, but, hey, I blame global warming. Yeah, there you go. There you <laughs> yeah. go. Yeah. Uh, quick permit comment and yes. a dryer venting comment. Um, the county to the south of us, Missoula County, up till recently used to allow hay barns to be built of a certain size just for farmers to store their hay. But they recently stopped. You have to get a permit for that now. And somebody called into the county commissioners wanting to know why, and they said because people are putting walls up and electricity in and plumbing in without permits and then using them as an Airbnb, mm-hmm. yeah, or VRBO. Oh, yeah. Mm. Interesting. So, so interesting. Uh, That's starting to happen out in our county. Ah, okay. Yeah. Well, and again, if you're going to have, you know, this is a whole nother conversation. Jeff, if you've now turned something into living space, it changes all sorts of things. It does. Oh yeah, it's yeah. completely different. So. 
So, uh, a comment on and, uh, and again, Jeff, not Joe. You know me, Joe. I'm not. I'm not no. a big one on you know too much government intervention and so on. But I also know that there's a lot of knuckleheads out there. Here's the deal: if everybody built everything that it was supposed to be, we and there wasn't any issues, you wouldn't need any of that. No. The, re- the reason we have that is because people don't. Because they haven't, and they have to fix Correct. this. Yeah, Correct. they have to put a permit to say you got to do it this there's way. There's the issues. Yeah. Yep. So um, last week, Jersey Joe called in talking about venting the dryer into the house. Electric dryer only. That- yeah, electric only, no gas. Right. Um, and and then, uh, by the way, and I did look up to after. There's lots of kits for that now where if somebody's interested in doing that and keeping some of that heat in the house, there's tons of kits now for that that allow you to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that first came about in the 70s. My brother had a cheesy little kit where he filled up with water. And yeah, I had that one. Vent- <laughs> yeah, they're, 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 by the way, they're much, they're yeah. much better than that now, yeah. by the yeah. way, the kits are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you want to use a heat exchanger. You don't want to vent it directly into the house. And the reason is twofold. You know, with our, with all the fires around here, they've done a lot more research. And they found, first of all, when you put a nylon over the end of that hose, all you're picking up is the big stuff. Right. You're not picking up the fines. Right. And the smaller the particulates, the further they get into your lungs and the more damage they cause. Mm. So... I mean, COPD and all sorts of things can be attributed to breathing those fines. You know, kind of black lung, miners' mm-hmm. lung kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, that's why you'd I, want you'd want to make sure you put some sort of the modern, and I think it's even kind of a HEPA system now, Jeff and, and Dennis, what they use now, and and yeah. they're they're by the way, a good one isn't cheap. This is not a ten dollar deal. You're talking fifty to seventy five dollars to do it correctly. You, you get what you pay for. That's right. You know. That's right. Yeah. yeah. That's well, right. Even be, even. Even beyond the fines, though, um, you put we put dryer sheets and softeners and different things in our yeah. coat, oh, yeah. and the dryer heat turns that into chemicals, some of which are carcinogenic. Uh, benzyl acetate is one. Great point. That yeah. if you breathe that, it can cause cancer. So um, I just had a bout with uh, prostate cancer myself, so successfully ended, and, and, and uh, so... I'm really grateful for that, but I just don't want to put anything else into my air. I mean, houses are built so tightly now; you have to have heat exchangers anyway in a lot of cases. That's true. Yeah. Good point. So, Good point. So, um, so why would you want to put more chemicals into the air you breathe? Didn't you have somebody on a couple of weeks back that was talking about indoor air quality? No. Not for no, well, but that's that's a good topic. It is a good topic. I should I should probably get absolute on and talk more about that. They do their complete, you know. HEPA systems and so on. It, it probably was them, but it's been a little bit since we did that, Jeff. Yeah, but you know, if you're going to yep. do a heat, one of those things to do the dryer, then the I wouldn't put no, I wouldn't put those fabric softeners in or anything like that or dryer sheets. in. I think I'd be really careful. And you bring yeah. up a great point, Jeff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yep. I mean, you just uh, you just got to really be careful. It sounds like a great idea, but you never know really what you're doing. It's kind of like ties into the building permit. You know, we all think we know what we're doing more than we really do. So. But you got to do your research. Case. Yeah, no, you need to do your homework, <laughs> yep. and and you know, and again, I I I with you, Jeff. It just depends on, and I can't. I mean, I'm a I'm a guy that still loves gas dryers, so I'm yep. I'm that guy. Which there's not as many of those around as there used to be, but they're so much more efficient and dry so much faster than electric and cost less money. But I know that that's gas is a bad word now. I guess Jeff, everything's a yeah, bad word anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yep, you can't. Uh, it, global global warming is uh, 
you know, I was I was just reading an article kind of tying into cars is somebody called a guy who was a uh, a climate change expert and he said he was going to change his Kia out for a Tesla and the guy said well if you really care about the climate keep having the Kia it's friendlier than the Tesla correct yes yeah uh, it Some, just something just, like two hundred thousand pounds of Earth need to be five hundred in order five five hundred thousand tons yeah to make one battery correct yes. Correct. Yes. It's it's substantial. Yeah, yeah, anybody that thinks they're, quote-unquote, saving the planet, number one, it doesn't need save. But number two, if they think they're saving the planet by buying any new car, Jeff, they're sorely mistaken, especially an EV. Yeah. And the carbon footprint is crazy. Yeah, it's just, it's, I mean. Yeah, it's crazy. And I may get into this a little bit on Drive, Drive Radio, Radio today, yeah. but probably we'll wait and do it on Rush Next. to Reason. But even coming out of SEMA this week, the amount of, you know, quote-unquote, net zero or net, yeah. you know, net carbon Blah blah blah, I, Jeff. I think these people all are are they've they've been around the wacky debacky too much because first of all, there's no such thing. If yeah. you make anything, anything, anything you've yeah. you've you've created some sort of a carbon footprint. Period. Yes. No matter what, I don't care. Yeah. I don't care how many credits they go out and buy as a company. There is no such thing as net neutral or, or net neutrality. It just yeah. says it, it. It's a it play exist. on words, is yeah. what it is. Yeah. That is a real one. Yeah, that is a real one. Has it affected yeah. you guys up there at all, Jeff? Um, no, not really, not yet. We, okay. um, not I mean, yet. Prices yeah. have, of course, but and we have, you know, the distances between towns here are so big that, uh, that yeah, it's it magnifies. There's a there was a guy who uh, has a diesel truck out on a reservation. He was grateful they put a uh, a uh, station in on the reservation because he was uh, he'd have to drive sixty miles to fill up his truck. Wow. So. Um, yeah, there's, you know, it, some folks have some real hardships, and there's, we haven't even begun to scratch the surface of this, I don't think. No, no I would agree. Yeah. I would agree. Yep. Jeff, appreciate you, as always. Well, hey, guys, keep keep on keeping on. We'll do it, man. We yep, appreciate take it. You care. do the same. We'll take a break, guys. Stay warm. Fix It Radio, we'll be right back. If you got a question, call us, 303-477-5600. Don't forget the text line, 307 282.22. You're driving down the road and out of nowhere comes a bang. A huge rock just hit your windshield and now you have a star in your windshield. We all know the chip can be fixed, but who is the best? Who has the best resins that keep developing them to work with the newest windshields? That would be Novus Autoglass. Novus, which is the Latin word for innovate, invented windshield repair in 1972, and it still leads the industry in cutting-edge technology. Backed by more patents than any other repair and replacement company, while other glass repair services offer limited warranties, or worse, none at all. You can trust the original Novus pros to stand behind their work with a full refund that you can use towards a windshield replacement for the life of your windshield. Find a Novus location near you by going to our website, drive radio.com just click on the novus link that's novus autoglass a proud sponsor of drive radio rates just keep going up making it harder to buy or refinance a home take aim affordable interest mortgage 720-895-0500 make your 30-year payment but own your home in 15 years all while paying half the interest have access to your equity for 30 years without having to refinance and pay more fees take aim 720-895-0500 there are thousands of customers taking advantage of this simple interest loan. It's times like this when you can really save in your interest costs and pay less. 
Go to AIMortgage.net and see our Google reviews about the Asset Manager Mortgage. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Get up to 90% loan-to-value and up to $2 million in loan amount, all at the same rate as a $100,000 loan. Whether you want a condo, second home, investment, or cash out, all come with the same rate. No more paying higher fees and higher rates. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Pay less interest and own your home faster. Call 720-895-0500. NMLS 298-191, regulated by DOOR, equal credit lender. We know that summer weather won't last forever. Getting your furnace checked before old man winter arrives can avoid costly and inconvenient breakdowns on your HVAC system. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air is offering a $59 furnace tune-up special to ensure the reliability of your HVA system before you need it the most. No wait time from the best team Denver has to offer. Schedule your $59 furnace tune-up now so you don't lose precious heat when you need it the most. Call 720-442-8842 or go to fixitradio.com today. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured, but you're not alone. While Paul Lewinberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, you'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. Leaves are falling, squirrels are burying their nuts, and pumpkin spice is everywhere. Winter is coming, and you need the assurance that your family has a reliable roof over their heads. Hi, this is Madison Hart. And Elizabeth Hart. Don't want to replace your roof yet? We know just the guy. Call our dad, Dave Hart, owner of Roof Savers Colorado, and he may be able to save you thousands by adding five years of life to your existing roof with a RoofMax treatment. With a dry roof and a temperature of at least 38 degrees, he can still spray the treatment. And it gets better. Because RoofMax is a 100% plant-based product, you can keep your family, pets, and even a squirrel safe. Our dad has helped 95% of his clients avoid a costly replacement. But if your roof needs a replacement, he can do that too. He's just that cool. Need the peace of mind that your roof will hold up through a Colorado winter? Call our dad at 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916. Or go to RoofSaversColorado.com and he will assess your roof to see if it qualifies for the treatment. All right, we are back. Fix It Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us today. I appreciate it very much. Jerry and Greeley, you are next. Go ahead, Jerry. I picked up a, uh, a propane ventless area heater, space heater. Um, actually, it's dual fuel. You can run it off natural gas or propane. Okay. And just for emergencies, say if the power goes right. out for a long time. Right. Um, and... 
the instructions say that it, it, it's a 30,000 BT, maximum 30,000 BTU unit, and it says to feed it off of a minimum 100-pound propane bottle. And I don't, I don't understand why they set a minimum on that. I mean, if if a guy used a little bottle and had to change it a lot, I don't, I don't see why that would be a problem. Do you have any thoughts on that? Pressures, maybe, would be the only reason. Make it more efficient would be my only but, thought, Jerry. But the other ones would be the same amount of pressure. Just not for as long. Yeah. I think okay. I, I think it would be because you'd be filling it all the time. Yeah, I'm guessing that fight, you know, you take a, you know, a, a whatever, 25-pound bottle versus the 100. I mean, yeah, you're a fourth of the size, as you know. I'm, I'm guessing that's why, Jerry, as far as getting it to work initially, I don't think there'd be any difference. Well, there wouldn't be any difference. It'd be the long-term effect of it. Okay. Do you have well, to do any venting or anything with that? That's you're talking about one thing. I'm not. I'm not an expert in by any stretch of imagination. It's um, no. It says it's ventless, so I guess it's so clean, burning, and efficient that as long as you have enough intake air, you know, so you don't starve it. Uh huh. Um, that I guess. I guess it's safe is the way they advertise it. Interesting. Um. Well, and it, and I'm guessing I'm it has to be in a little bit more of a ventilated. Area. I mean, you're not going to put in a bathroom or something along those lines, right? Uh, yeah, that's right. They, okay. There is a model that they they say is okay for bedrooms, but they have a whole bunch of instructions about right space where you place it and so on. Yeah, I mean, those things are. I, I'm not against those, but I've I've read far too many things about people using those in areas they shouldn't and having. You know, carbon monoxide poisoning and things like after that. That yeah. I, I would just Headaches. be, yeah, I'd be really careful. I personally, Jerry, would not want to sleep in. I'd put an electric heater in there before I slept with anything along those lines on the gas side. Just personally, that's about the place. Even I'd though use they, it. even though they say that it's good, I. You I, could use that like in your garage. If yeah, you're I would think garage or even a you know family room area, kitchen area shouldn't yeah. be any issues. I mean, it wouldn't be any different than running the the gas stove, things along those lines, Jerry. But yeah, I wouldn't do it in a sleeping area. No. Well, and, and my thought is um, in case of a prolonged electrical outage exactly. in the winter or um, or if my furnace breaks and, and I can't get anybody to fix it for a long time. Well, I like that uh, idea better than I do the old kerosene heaters that far yes. too many people have died from. Yes. Because those were really bad. Now, why, why is that? I'm not familiar with The old that. kerosene heaters, you'd put kerosene in the, yeah. in the tank and fire it up, and, man, they put off enough fumes where if you weren't, if you weren't careful, they'd knock you out. Yeah. Literally. Yeah, you'd get really bad headaches, oh, too, they'd with knock those. Oh, they yeah. And then you just, yeah, you just pass out. That's right. Far too many people yeah. had problems with those, so those I am not a fan of. Hmm. I would know in one. Plus, if they knock over. Yeah. I, it's just a whole to me, bad that's thing. an accident waiting to happen, Jerry. Yeah. The propane yeah. ones, again, I'm not that I'm not as familiar, but I think for what you're using it for, you wouldn't have any issues. Well, and, and it, it's advertised as dual fuel, so um, you do a little sure. switching, but, but you can run it off natural sure. gas. So I'm thinking I'll set a tap. Um, and yeah, that's not a bad idea. I mean, it, it's Natural no diff- gas would be better. Propane yeah. gives off a little bit of a... Yeah, I, I think if you did something along those lines, you, you'd be fine. The other thought, too, though, Jerry, is depending upon how your house is set up and so on, they are now, because I've got, got these in my cabin, there are now the standalone fireplaces that are run off of natural gas. You go ahead and vent it, and if you, you know, worst came to worst, you could fire one of those up, and yes, they take electricity to get fired, but, you know, a small little battery pack would fire it. Once it's fired, it's going. It doesn't yeah. need any more electricity. yeah. yeah. All right. Well, so that's I a thought too. 
Appreciate your thoughts this you're, morning, you're gentlemen. You're very welcome, Jerry. Appreciate it. Yeah, for a lot of you that are looking for some of that extra heat potentially, yeah. what I just said, because, again, I, that I do have some familiarity with. They make cast iron uh, look like yes. they look like a wood stove. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But they're not. They run off of either propane or natural gas. Yes, they yeah. take a little bit of electricity to get fired up, which, again, you, you could use some of these portable battery packs to go ahead and just plug it in immediately, get it fired up. Once that's done, you turn it off. Yeah. Some have blowers. Some don't. Most of it's just radiant heat. I tell you what, on a, on a, in a regular-sized room, they'll heat an entire room up, no problem. Yeah. So and, something and to think about. Here's something to think about, John. We have all these le- electrical electric is going up. Everybody's going to start looking at other ways to heat their houses. Correct. And with the dryer vent stuff, Correct. I bet you that's going to really turn around. Correct. And start going up a lot. Correct. I agree. John yeah. and Cheyenne, you're up, sir. Hey, John. Hey, man. Good morning. How are you? Good. Hey, I heard Jeff, I heard Jeff a couple of calls ago from Western Montana. I want to let him know that it's not the end of the world because the wind is back and forth in Wyoming. Ah, there we go. There <laughs> we go. I say yes. Yeah. I sent you that picture in a, in a text before 9 o'clock, and you commented. <laughs> it, uh, winter has, uh, <laughs> you're the same, though. Winter has arrived up there as well, hasn't it? Oh, my gosh, yeah. Well, I had a 76-mile-an-hour gust at the house somewhere between about 6.30 and 7. This there morning. you go. And snow oh, on the I'm ground. High wind warning. Yeah, well, actually, no, it's all in Nebraska. You blew it all there, did you? Know that we got. Got it. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> Makes sense. But I don't know if you saw that on Thursday. I posted on my Facebook page, and you liked it. I had to drive back from Cheyenne. I had to take my dog to the vet about three o'clock, and the storm came in. I know you weren't here, and this is probably drive radio too. Seven accidents in wow. twenty miles, including two pretty bad ones. Wow. Well, there was. A, I noticed yesterday morning there was a hundred car pileup on Sixth Avenue in Denver. Oh, here, yeah. hundred cars. They say that's not the first time that's been there either. That's happened. I saw on the news this morning. They said that happened a few years ago too. Wow, wow, amazing. Um, that's one of those roads that C dot. I don't know who owns that road because it said Sixth Avenue, but isn't that also US six where yeah. it cuts through Denver? Yes. So is that a is that a state road or yes. is that a county road or a no. city road? State usually does it. Then that's one that the state needs to put some drop down gates for weather like that and just close it because a hundred car pileup means you've got an unsafe road when the weather changes like that where it got cold real fast on a hot road and everything froze. Mm-hmm. That should that should be closed. What's I agree. I agree. Uh, because. If you've ever driven on ice, you can't stop. Right. <laughs> you know, um, and that's what it was. It was all ice, and the people, I saw an interview with some guy or heard it on the radio, and he said he hit the brakes, he was going slow, and he just kept sliding, and then he wow. got hit by three other vehicles. Wow. But, wow. Uh, going back to the dryer vent, yes. I don't know if I want to do that into my house. Um, I know here in our uh, high-elevation climate, it's so dry Yes, you are adding humidity back in, but what kind of humidity is it? Is it clean or is it, you know, chemicals yeah. from your laundry? Even if you don't use dryer sheets, maybe you used, uh, you know, you washed a set of whites and you used a little bit of bleach. Mm-hmm. Then all the smells from that are going to come into your house also. 
And do you want bleach and humidity going into your house? And maybe I, I, there's easier ways to get extra heat. And my whole thing is instead of worried about adding more heat to your house, and this is what we used to tell people, walk around your house on a day like today when it's a little windy with either a candle or a incense if you're a hippie and go around the windows and doors and anywhere you see the flame flicker or the candle blow, you, you got an issue there. Let's, uh, you know, let's see what we could do to fix that. And that'll hold the heat in because I read a, an article by this guy years ago. He said, if I could dev- design the perfect house, you'd heat it once at the beginning of the winter and never have to heat it again. Cause be it would nice. retain the heat all winter, but that'd be nice. That, never going to happen. No. I mean, you read these people that build these her houses um, and get all this federal tax dollars on it, but they spend 30% more right. than what they would spend normally. Correct. You got to so, do the math. Last thing, John, on the last thing, John, on the wind. If it's windy enough to shake your truck and your SUV, you think it's windy? Uh, I'm yes. looking out the window, Yes. and my truck is shaking a little in the wind. Yeah, it means it's blowing. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. Hey, uh, you guys have a good day. You too, John. Appreciate it very much. Guys, hang tight. We'll come right back. Joe, Judy, you guys hang tight. We're up against a break. We'll give you plenty of time when we come back. One line open, 303-477-5600. This is is Fix-It Radio. Drive radios to follow. Fix-It Radio, KLZ 560. (laughs) You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured, but you're not alone. While Paul Lewinberger believes in personal accountability, He wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, you'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. End of the season, quiet, cool, blowout. The whole house fan you know and love, but with an added benefit. With any quiet, cool purchase, receive a full furnace clean, including disassembly and cleaning of your whole furnace so you're prepared when old man winter hits. By the way, that's a $300 value. That's the last thing you want to do is circulate all that dust through your clean home that's been sitting in your furnace when you fire it up for the first time. Call 720-442-8842 or go to fixitradio.com today. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. Rates just keep going up, making it harder to buy or refinance a home. Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Make your 30-year payment, but own your home in 15 years, all while paying half the interest. Have access to your equity for 30 years without having to refinance and pay more fees. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. There are thousands of customers taking advantage of this simple interest loan. It's times like this when you can really save in your interest costs and pay less. Go to AIMortgage.net and see our Google reviews about the asset manager mortgage. 
Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Get up to 90% loan to value and up to $2 million in loan amount, all at the same rate as a $100,000 loan. Whether you want a condo, second home, investment, or cash out, all come with the same rate. No more paying higher fees and higher rates. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Pay less interest and own your home faster. Call 720-895-0500. NMLS 298-191, regulated by DOOR, equal credit lender. Leaves are falling, squirrels are burying their nuts, and pumpkin spice is everywhere. Winter is coming, and you need the assurance that your family has a reliable roof over their heads. Hi, this is Madison Hart. And Elizabeth Hart. Don't want to replace your roof yet? We know just the guy. Call our dad, Dave Hart, owner of Roof Savers Colorado, and he may be able to save you thousands by adding five years of life to your existing roof with a RoofMax treatment. With a dry roof and a temperature of at least 38 degrees, he can still spray the treatment. And it gets better. Because RoofMax is a 100% plant-based product, you can keep your family, pets, and even a squirrel safe. Our dad has helped 95% of his clients avoid a costly replacement. But if your roof needs a replacement, he can do that too. He's just that cool. Need the peace of mind that your roof will hold up through a Colorado winter? Call our dad at 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916. Or go to RoofSaversColorado.com and he will assess your roof to see if it qualifies for the treatment. You're driving down the road and out of nowhere comes a bang. A huge rock just hit your windshield and now you have a star in your windshield. We all know the chip can be fixed, but who is the best? Who has the best resins that keep developing them to work with the newest windshields? That would be Novus Autoglass. Novus, which is the Latin word for innovate, invented windshield repair in 1972 and it still leads the industry in cutting-edge technology. Backed by more patents than any other repair and replacement company, while other glass repair services offer limited warranties or worse none at all you can trust the original novus pros to stand behind their work with a full refund that you can use towards a windshield replacement for the life of your windshield find a novus location near you by going to our website drive-radio.com just click on the novus link that's novus autoglass a proud sponsor of drive radio All right, we're back. Fix It Radio, KLZ 560. Myself, Dennis Brewster, is with me today. Josh Goff from Legacy Automotive just joined us as well. He'll be with me here for Drive Radio as well. We'll cover some of what we went over at SEMA, which is the Specialty Equipment Manufacturing Association. It's it's automotive-related, but honestly, there's a lot of things even that fit into what we're doing here on Fix It Radio because there's just a lot going on there. But we'll take these calls first before we do anything else. Joe's up next. Joe, go ahead. John, good morning. Hey, uh, great trip. Uh, looking forward to drive ready. But uh, uh, before I talk about opening garage doors with a coat hanger, just a quick comment on fireplaces. If you have an older house and your fireplace doesn't have a, an outside air vent into the firebox, you're actually going to uh, drive up your heating bill by running that fireplace because it's going to be fueled by the warm. The, the flames are going to be fueled by the warm air in your house going up the chimney. So. Um, a lot of people with an older home that have a fireplace with no outside air vent into the firebox, you actually uh, will increase your heating bill by running your fireplace. Does anybody still have a real fireplace? A fireplace is <laughs> worthless. Yeah, because all yeah. it does I, is... I, I, you, you can't build anymore that way in Colorado, yeah. so it'd have to be an old... It has been that way for a yeah. number of years yeah. now, so it has to be an older home It'd be anyways. better to pick a ball of insulation and shove it in the hole and... Yeah, you'd be better be off, done. exactly. Put, a, put an electric one in right. there just exactly. to run exactly. for looks. Yeah. All right. 
Anyway, the reason for my call, uh, and I hope there's no bad guys listening to your show, but, uh, you know, I was watching this uh, episode of Shark Tank where the guy's got this electronic lock for your garage. So I don't go, what the hell, you need an electronic lock? And then he, and I think I sent you the link to the video. He showed how, he, how easy it is, and people do it all the time, uh, bad guys. If you go away for a week, if you just, uh, uh, where the molding is, the weather yeah, stripping, push the it back. Of your garage door. I'm sorry? Just push just it back push and back. stick a coat hanger in. Yeah. Yeah, you just put a coat hanger in there, a hook, uh, grab the um, grab the rope, the emergency release handle, and pull back, and right. boom, you just roll the garage door up. That's right. Um, so, and I, I wasn't aware of that, but uh, you know, I actually went out and tried it. And it's even easier if your garage door has windows in it where the guy can actually, can actually see, see where the latch is. That's right. Yeah. Uh, it's it's really easy. So, if you have a, a garage door like that, with particularly you have windows, and you're going to go away for a four day weekend or something. Uh, my, now, you don't have to, you know, the electronic ones run around 110 bucks, where you can electronically, it's like a little deadbolt slash it, into, right. the, uh, in, into the roller rail. But you can go to Home Depot for 10 bucks and just buy a little, it's just literally a manual deadbolt. Just mount it, just mount it. and, and if Actually, you're Joe, if you're a handyman and you don't even have that, a pair of vice grips does the same thing. I was just going to say, that's what, that's what we used to yeah, do back yeah, in the day. That's right. A pair of vice yeah. grips above the roller does oh, the yeah. same thing. And we always have vice grips. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yeah. food so, for thought. So, so jam, yeah, jam the door and then uh, then go back in the house, go back through the house and exit the house through, through yep. a man door. Um, but it, it's, it, I was just and make sure you unplug your opener. It. Yeah. Yeah. If you do um, that, unplug yeah, the opener. Un- yeah, un- unplug, unplug the opener. Otherwise, if you forget, you'll. Um, that's right. Uh, you'll might actually try to activate. That's it. That's right. Yeah, and that's and not that it's gonna. I mean, it'll just it'll just go against the stop and probably not do much. But it's just easier just to unplug it. Yeah, just pull the plug. Yeah, leave a little step ladder there and, and pull the plug. The other thing you but, can uh, do on some of the more modern door openers, there's a lock on the door button itself on the wall, you can lock the opener as well, Joe, to where it wouldn't done. But, you know, depending and depending upon where the plug-in is, it might be easier to do that for folks. Yeah, to lock it out. But, right. but you know, again, it is just so easy to put a coat on there. It is. Pull the release trip, and boom, you're, you're in the yep. house. So uh, I wasn't aware, you know, in all my years on this earth, I wasn't aware of how, how easy it was to, to pop that lock. With yeah, the that's why, you know, the old, you know, a lot of us in the shops, because, we, you know, we've fought this for years yeah. and years. You just, yeah, we, in our world, Joe, is just a couple pair of vice grips. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just put, like just, you put jam the, jam the, jam the track with the vice grip. No, you, you just, you just clamp the, the vice grip right above the roller. And once yeah. you're against the roller, they're not moving it up. Yep. They're not. Even yeah, okay. if it moves a half an inch. Yeah, it ain't, yeah. It ain't. You, and you put it right against the roller and put the vice grip on, and it ain't going anywhere. No, it ain't going nowhere. Yeah, so anyway, it, you know, it, with uh, crime, you know, crime going up, yep. and, you know, uh, you know, it's, uh, again, I would, I don't know if I'd do it if I was just going out to the grocery store. No, but if you're going to be gone for, you know, if you're, you're leaving town for a few days or even, if, you know, a couple over, you know, an overnight or a weekend or whatever, Joe, yeah, I, I, I definitely, in today's world, yeah, I don't trust anybody. No, I don't either. Right. No. Right. Yeah. Well, uh, John, I know you got calls. Hold I appreciate it, Joe. Place. Good stuff as always. Thank you very much. Let's go to Judy and Morrison, who is next. Judy, welcome. Yeah, thanks, thanks, John. Um, my husband and I, we were going to have our venting system cleaned. Okay. And um, when the company came out, he told us about an additional procedure that he does if we were interested. Okay. And. Basically, what they do is they uh, float a mixture into the system that seals all the joints and the small holes. And so that makes the heating and cooling more efficient. I wouldn't buy it. 
Okay. And why? I would venture to guess for the cost versus what you're going to gain, not worth it. Okay. The most ducks when they're installed. I mean, if it's an old, like, let me let me back up. How old is your home? Uh, it was built in two thousand. Never mind. That's new enough. I wouldn't worry about it. Yeah. The the the, the way yeah. that they started sealing things up and doing things on yeah. the more modern homes. I mean, if this home was back in the 70s. the seventies or something yeah. along those lines, Judy, maybe I'd think about it at that point. But given the fact of when your home is built, no, it's it's built with enough modern ducting and so on, and the way they overlap the joints and so on, I, I wouldn't worry about it. Well, you know, I'm a little bit suspicious because this house, even though it's a nice house, it looks nice and everything, to me it's one of the worst built houses I've ever lived in, you know, efficiency-wise. Yeah. Because in the... Um, what do you call it, the the room where the furnaces and everything right. are? the mechanical room. Um, yeah, the mechanical room. It's always, like, warmer in there when the furnaces are on, and it's mm. cooler in there when we're running the air conditioning. Mm-hmm. Right. That's normal. And, that is normal. Yeah, that's pretty much, th- that. you're not going to, oh, okay. even, a, even a very well-built modern home won't be any different, Judy. Yeah. Because you got the pilot light lit. Yeah, everything, everything's, everything's in there. But, you know, yeah. There's a lot of heat. And, 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 in fact, there's a lot of cases where, depending upon your home and where it's located and so on, if you really want that extra heat in the wintertime, open that door up and let that heat out. I do that. I've got, you know, yeah. I've got a boiler room on both of my, my cabin and my main house. And I'll, in the wintertime, mm-hmm. I'll leave both of those open and let that heat naturally radiate out. Yeah. Yeah, we do that too. Yeah, nothing wrong with that, that at all. That's good, and that's normal. It yeah, really is. Yeah, you're you're not uh-huh. you, you could build a you could build a brand new house, Judy, and watch everything get built and make sure it's the highest quality and still have the same thing. Yes. So the thing is, is are you familiar with this uh, procedure at all? I am not, and I would be very suspect yeah. of it. Okay. Just have them clean it. That's yeah, all they need. I, I would do. be very suspect of it, and. I would even, get another. Even, the, even the cleaning. I'm not saying I'm not a fan of the cleaning because uh, I do think that there's a, a value in cleaning the ducts, especially if you've got a lot of dust. And, and it's never are, been done. Yeah, never been done. A lot of generation from, from dust and things like that. Am I a fan? Yes. Keep in mind, some of what we're talking about is actually sealing some of those small joints and so on. And even when they run their 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 device down it, it's not going to clean every one of those joints. So the reality, Judy, is those joints are fairly sealed already. Yeah. The, the only time I would have it cleaned is if you've never done it. And, and when they did construction on your house, sometimes they drop screws down, sometimes. they drop drywall, sometimes. insulations, <laughs> pop cans. You'll find all kinds of stuff. Oh, yeah, you will. Yeah. yeah but if, if you, you do it the once. you have a contractor that taped all those up, you'll find stuff down Yeah. There, and yes. a lot of them don't. That's right. I, I mean, that takes extra time That's to do right. that. There's certain things in industries that people need to do. And they should do, but they, they don't. don't. And and for safety, I would go ahead. For me, I would go ahead and do, have that done once. I mean, I watched my house be built. I was there every week because it was a custom home. And I, I still had to have my mine done because drywall makes it down there. Screws make it down there. Pop cans. It's crazy what you find in them. So I would okay. recommend, yeah, doing it once. And then if you do it once after you've owned it for a while, I don't know if you need to do it after that. I wouldn't do it for a while. It's, yeah. To me, it's not something, Judy, that needs done every year. Yeah. Okay. And I've never well, heard of this, This, you know, and I'm looking it up right now. There's a company called Aerosol. I'm sure there's others that do the same thing where they actually seal the ducting from the inside. Yeah. You know, unless yeah. you know 
that you've got some major leaks in different places yeah. where you can just feel the you know the air coming out of those particular joints. Yeah. I I would. It's mess not with pressurized it. like water. No, you know it's it's no. just an airflow. That's an right. airflow flows. It doesn't. Yeah. Every re- every register is open, Judy, and you know unless it's a baffled system where you're running different zones and things like that, I might think more about it in that situation. But even then. If it's that system, somebody's that's a high dollar system. Somebody took extra care to do everything in the first place. Even then, I wouldn't mess with it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, you've answered my question. Save money. Save your money. Spend it on something else. Well, you know, I I told my husband. I said, "Well, maybe we just maybe we will have higher uh, bills. You know, heating and cooling, but it's going to take a long time to to make it come even. You know." Yep. So, I agree. Okay. All right, Judy. Nope. Thank you very much. And uh, yeah, I I wouldn't spend the money. No, Mike and Aurora, you're next. Yeah, John. I came across the term on the internet. I've never heard of before. I'm wondering. I'm wondering if you've heard of or if you know anything about rocket mass heaters. Rocket mass heaters? No, I do not yes. know. Explain what it is. Oh, I I'm just looking into it. I, I'm totally. I'm familiar with it also. Rocket mass heater. Oh, yes, I am familiar with those. Yes, I'm sorry. Yes, I'm familiar with that. Sorry, I had to look it up to describe what it is. Uh, These were actually invented by a lot of do-it-yourselfers that started this process. There's now companies building these same type of units. And for everybody listening, all they're doing is essentially think of it as a modern fire where they're stacking the stacks in such a way zigzagging the stack is probably the best way for me to say it they're using pellets typically at the bottom to heat the the you know to get the stove fired up and then they're using you know regular uh you know steel pipe essentially square tube pipe is what they're using for the stack and what they're doing in that mic is they're able to capture the heat that would normally be in the stack through this process and thereby form a quote-unquote heater what would you be using it for oh for a uh, uh, heating house so they 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 um, they don't bring the uh, the uh, chimney or flue. They don't bring uh, the exhaust straight up. They they bring it. They back. zigzag it. They yeah. z- think think of it as a couple of Z's going back and forth. And what they're doing there, and then they put steel plate all around that to where you're you're able to radiate out what that heat would normally be doing up the stack. And they call it the rocket stove because at the very bottom, the way they've got the airflow working, it's almost like uh, think of a stove. Or think of a fire, you know, campfire, where as you're taking a set of billows or something along those lines and you're fanning that flame and it really gets to lighting up and it gets super hot with that extra oxygen you've added in, they're doing that in a natural way, the way they've got the stove vented is the best way for me to explain it. But they use pellets. Wood pellets? Pellets, yeah. Yeah. It's like a wood pellet. They're using some sort of combustible, typically a pellet. And the exhaust usually goes right out the side. This one, I think they're still running out the top. Oh, are they? Yeah, okay. because it's going to have fumes, so they're going to have to run it out the top, yeah. yes. If you're using it indoors, it'll have to run out the yeah. top, yes. And some of the pellet stoves, they just go right out the back. Yeah, now if you, and I've seen some of these, Mike, where they're used in shops to where you've got tons of tons of ventilation. In that case, you could just run one, heat the inside of the shop, not have much of a worry. You're not sleeping in it. You're working, yeah. and there's, there's plenty of air coming and going. But in a house, yeah, you'd want to make sure it's vented. So I don't know how efficient they are as far as us using them as a quote-unquote alternative to a furnace. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like kind of a uh, modern, updated version of the Russian 
a fireplace. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, that's probably a good way to say it. Yeah, that's that's right. I mean, takes... again, it's not a new invention. They've just taken what a lot of do-it-yourselfers have been doing for years and just sort of mass-producing them now. But it still has a fan, right? No, so, no, no, it they doesn't. Just use radiate. It's it's all natural airflow oh. in, and they call it a rocket stove because the way they've got the venting, it's hard to explain on yeah. radio. But the way they vented yeah, I it, see, they, I saw a picture. Yeah, they, they've got it to where it's pitched just right, Mike, and is sucking enough air in, and you can adjust that. It's got the ability with some baffles at the bottom to adjust things and so on. There's guys actually doing something similar now, where they're taking diesel fuel and doing something very similar even waste oil and doing some similar things of course you'd never use that inside your house but you know if you had a shop or something like that there's yeah. guys even doing that with waste oil and so yeah. on as well that's been out for years yeah yeah it's, it's nothing new mike yeah so, so they're using wood pellets to start and burn wood correct yeah, the, the pellets, right. they compress. So pellet stoves, which Dennis it's, has one, yeah. that you, you buy dust. special pellet wood. They're not cooking pellets. It's, no, it's, no. It, there's no. carcinogens and things in this type of wood that they you know they shred up. They make little pellets out of it, just like what you would it's feed a rabbit. It's sawdust that's passed. Th- yeah, th- think pressure. of a rabbit pellet. That's yeah. why I call them pellets. Think yeah. of a rabbit pellet you'd feed a rabbit yeah. food with. It, they're made out of that same type of a formula, but pellet stoves are not cooking pellets. Cooking pellets are more pure. Yeah, yeah. Same theory, but a, yeah. a, you know, a, a smoker that uses pellets has a higher quality pellet you're using than one you're just using for heat. Yes. Yeah, and a wood that you want a flavor And a wood you want flavor of yeah. and so on. Yeah. The others doesn't matter. Right? Yeah. So wood-burning pellets are probably what, just sawdust and glue or something? It's no glue. It's just sawdust press. There's not a wax on it? No. It always feels a little wax. Correct. All right, guys, I, I with don't that, know. With, and by the way, Steve, hang t- Mike, i got to let you go. We're up against the top. Steve, hang tight. I'll take you at the top of the hour, even for drive radio. We'll continue on. Not a big deal at all. Again, questions, anything along these lines, you can always text us. 307 307 282.22. The website, fixitradio.com. You can use a dash or not. Doesn't make any difference. Fixitradio.com. Find all of our sponsors there. Myself, Josh Goff, will be back in a moment for Drive Radio. If you're listening to us on Tuesday, Rush to Reason is next. Dennis, thanks for joining. Yeah. Appreciate see you it. next week. All right. We'll see you next week. Guys, have a great afternoon. We'll be right back for Drive Radio, KLZ 560. and opinions expressed on KLC 560 are those of the speaker, commentators, hosts, their guests, and callers. They are not necessarily the views and opinions of Crawford Broadcasting or KLZ Management, employees, associates, or advertisers. KLZ 560 is a Crawford Broadcasting God and Country Station.